This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside access to breaking news. Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Orioles win last night 7-3. They go for two in a row against the Angels tonight at 6.30. 5.30 Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney and Oriole Hall of Famer Mike Bordick live from Pickles. But let's head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline now. Our friend Mark Viviano, sports director, WJZ Channel 13, joins us. And Viv, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. So the Orioles, second best record in baseball as we near Memorial Day. I don't think any of us saw this coming, but... Uh, I, I thought I think we all thought they'd be some version of good this year. Yeah, I agree with that. I think after the progress they made, which they admit was unexpected last year in winning 83 games, uh, next step would be to build on that. I know a lot of the uh, the analysts, experts, and websites kind of saw a regression as they were ahead of schedule in the rebuild and. Many saying they would finish last place in the American League East. Well, so far, one quarter into a season, that uh, doesn't at all appear to be the case. And I'm not surprised by that. Uh, the record being as good as it is, yeah, that's that certainly catches your attention. How long they can keep it uh, at this pace, we'll see, because they're on a pace to win over 100 games, I believe, at this point. So, um, we'll see how long they can, uh, you know, win like they're winning. Uh, with a lot of things going their way. And, you know, when you've got a young team, you always wonder what it's going to look like over the course of six months because baseball is one of those sports where, you know, there, there are no, as Buck used to say, there's no Cinderella story. You are who you are. And if you're good enough, you'll be there at the end. And, you know, speaking of Buck, I mean, his team is three games under 500. Yeah. The Padres are uh, about where they are, and those are the two, you know, big spenders um, here most recently, and it's not working out for them. Do I think they'll be in playoff contention by the end? Sure, I think they will be. And you ask the same question about the Orioles: Will they be? As they've uh, they've sort of uh, exceeded expectations. Viv Dean Kramer, another strong start last night. Third straight strong start for him, where inconsistencies really plagued him. Brandon Hyde mentioned the body language has been a lot better. He really brushed off that leadoff home run to begin the game. I, I guess what's your confidence level in Dean Kramer recapturing that second-half form of last year the rest of the way? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's so hard to say. And, again, the same applies to a guy who's pitching every five days and they'll start 30-something games um, in terms of how how often can they repeat that success. 
especially a young guy without without a significant track record. Uh, I believe that the, the the infrastructure the Orioles have in place is what gets the most out of guys like Dean Kramer, uh, Tyler Wells, uh, Kyle Bradish. I mean, these are guys who all came to Baltimore uh, from other organizations, and you're wondering, you know, all right, you thought enough of their guys. What can you make of them? And I think we're seeing uh, when the when the O's put their eyes to some of these guys and put their methods to developing, you see some you see some very positive results. We're not at a real point yet where any of them you can say have established significant track records, but you could say the early results are, are positive. I mean, look at Wells. I mean, this is yeah. a guy who was Rule Five and was in the bullpen. And I, I spoke with him the other day, and he said that year in the bullpen uh, did him wonders, just in terms of his uh, entree into Major League Baseball and the readiness required to be, you know, to go almost every night. And now he's made that switch to every five days. And again, the Orioles right now under Mike Elias do have a system in place in which. They're not just getting the best out of the guys they draft. They're getting good things out of guys that they've pulled from other organizations. And just look out at the bullpen at uh, Cano and Batista. I mean, any other organization could have had those guys. Yep. Th- those guys were they were ripe for the picking from the Marlins and the Twins. And Elias and his scouts found them, got them, acquired them, developed them, and look what they're doing. So – Anytime you ask me about a young player for the Orioles, and in this case, pitchers, it's hard to bet against their continued development, given the record that they've uh, they've started to build here with those guys. Talking to Mark Viviano, it's Inside Access here on the Fan. Viv, uh, you you've watched baseball a long time. Your thoughts on what you're seeing so far from Grayson Rodriguez? I, I'd say standard. I, I think that's normal. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of Dwight Goodens who show yeah. up and, you know, win the Cy Young their rookie year and never seem to be uh, in over their head. Uh, it's, a, it's a big learning curve. And, you know, he's got – you know, I, I was at the game when he was pitching against uh, the Angels the other night, and, you know, I saw the, the first guy he struck out with a 99-mile-per-hour fastball, and it just, you know – it was sort of that moment where you're like, yeah, that, that that's what this is going to look like. But sure enough, I mean, you're facing a veteran lineup of guys, and I saw at times where Rodriguez was really humping it up there, 98-99, with some uncompetitive pitches, pitches that were so far out of the strike zone that they were basically wasted energy. And within three innings, when he had to tone it down and get it over the plate, good hitters are going to hit it. <laughs> they just are. Um, but again, that's part of the learning process. And I thought his comments afterwards, uh, in particular about that first pitch break- breaking ball that he left right over the plate to Otani, it's that understanding that, you know, where you could make mistakes in Norfolk and Bowie and get away with them, you don't make those. You can't get away with that stuff in the big leagues. And you know, we've seen any number of top-notch, top-notch pitchers go through this process, and he's just going through it. And I, and I understand that the alarms may go off because of who he is and what's expected of him, 
But, you know, my, I, I kind of keep a level head in watching young pitchers, especially a starter in the big leagues for the first time, in the rotation for the first time uh, doing it. I, I did ask Brandon Hyde the other day, just, you know, what are the plans in terms of how many innings he's going to throw? Remember, he only threw 100 innings last year. Yeah. And this is a guy who I think his tops uh, in pro ball is 103 innings. And they don't – they have not yet established what that limit's going to be. Uh, but Hyde did say that they do not want this to be a situation where they're shutting him down in September. Um, you know, other teams have kind of dabbled along that. And we remember the Nats, uh, you know, trying to nurse Strasburg through a season. How they're going to do it, we shall see. I wouldn't be surprised if, the, you know, there are some times in the, you know, this summer where he skipped in the rotation or maybe they mess with a six-man rotation. I don't know what it's going to be. And you can anticipate John Means coming back, too. So yeah. um, that that bears watching for sure, as does his, you know, every fifth day just watching him pitch and how he adjusts. Viv, let's get to the Ravens and this new-founded football school. And this is kind of the downtime right now until OTAs, minicamp really get underway. A lot's been made of Lamar Jackson not at football school. Ken and I don't think that sets off alarms. Uh, Is there any concern level with you there? And would you be disappointed if he's not at OTAs next week? Yes. I think next week is the measure. Um, I sat down with Torrey Smith today for our Purple Playbook show, which will air on Sunday morning. And we got into this very subject. Um, And, yes, when you see – Roquan Smith and Marlon Humphrey, two guys with $100 million contracts out there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lamar Jackson is not out there, not about the money, but about the leadership. Because Mike McDonald said in, in, in his press conference today, this is the time that guys, more than anything, build camaraderie and build chemistry. Well, you've got an offense that is starting anew uh, under Todd Munkin. And... Lamar Jackson's the leader. I mean, he's the guy. So it's a fair point. It's a fair discussion to say, you know, should he be there? Okay, if not now, certainly on Monday. And and Tory was in agreement on that one, that he should be there. He should be there Monday because of the need to get on the field with that offensive coordinator and hopefully, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman and some of the other guys to really start, you know, putting into, you know, on-field reality what this is and what the concepts are that they're trying to work on. So fair points, fair arguments. Monday, he should be there, and we're going to find out. Viv, let the people know what's going on at WJZ Channel 13. Well, we've got the Preaknesses going on, guys, yeah. uh, of course. I'll be out at the, the track for some live reports uh, today, tomorrow, Friday. Be out there on Saturday as well. It's kind of the one day, uh, one week out of the year where, you know, the, the horse racing spotlight really shines. Viv, so we're I, there to cover it. I, I got to get your thoughts. We did a TMI earlier, the, the craziest Preakness story. You've obviously been in Baltimore for a while. Do you have any crazy Preakness story? Oh, crazy meaning something I saw or yes. did that yeah. no one else. <laughs> Debauchery. I'm always there working, guys. Yeah, okay. And it's right. uh so never have I participated 
in any such thing. I did one year uh, when I was working for 98 Rock, I was uh, uh, on the panel for the uh, the judging panel for the bikini contest. Uh, Ken was. I did that as well. Did you? Yes. I, I will say this. I, I'll just say this. I'm a married man now, happily married, all is well. Uh, but uh, I, I did end up uh, dating one of the... Uh, <laughs> no way! <laughs> And that's not de- that's not debauchery. I'm I'm well, I'm the de- only. That's I'm a hell of a story. Well, it, and and it wasn't directly because of that. It just there was Didn't a uh, there was a connection that was uh, uh, later ignited from oh. that. And that's but that's when I was young and single. Yeah. Guys. Where wait, where did you remember where she finished in the contest? Oh, uh, she won the contest. Oh, oh Viv. Oh, and her prize Man. was Mark Viviano. Viv, uh, always a pleasure, sir. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. I will admit freely, I did not date any of the contestants that you're I judge, so you won up to me, my friend. How do I get no, on the No, this is not a contest. <laughs> Take care, guys. See Mark, Mark Viviano, WJZ Channel 13. That, my friends, is what they call a, a baller move. Dude, Viv, Viv's a man. Yeah. I mean, Viv's got some swag to him. He's cool, runs marathons. I mean, yeah. Look at his career. Heck of a career. I get tired watching him run marathons. (laughs) Yes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 